Hello! You're about to listen to episode 4 of a podcast called The Movie Mixtape with Marcy and Dirk. Today we're talking about 2010's film Submarine, directed by Richard Ayoade, starring Craig Roberts, Sally Hawkins and Paddy Considine. It is the final selection in our introduction mixtape, so sit back, relax and enjoy the mix. Hello, Marcy. How are you doing? Hello, Dirk. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. You know, I feel like Rocky when he runs up those steps. I'm pumped yeah. for it, Marcy. I'm pumped for it. I feel like Neo when um, he learns Kung Fu for the first time. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I don't, You're ready. Yeah. I feel like Kevin McAllister when he puts his dad's aftershave on. <laughs> For the very first time, and he gets—he's uncomfortable, but he's had his first taste of adulthood. <laughs> That's how I feel about today's show, Marty. Oh, is this because we're covering our first new movie? It's because, yeah, but it's also <laughs> the final episode of our introduction mixtape, and I feel like it's a minor accomplishment. It is. I think we should be very proud of ourselves. We have done a lot, and I think we've gotten further than most other people in their podcasts. I think four episodes. We could probably call it quits. <laughs> put our feet upon the table, wait for those yeah. downloads to come in, and be on easy street. Yeah, just see how it goes, and then we'll decide if we're going to continue. <laughs> or not. But uh, yeah, so, so this is this yeah. is yeah this is the the final episode of our introduction mix. How's it been going? Have you been having a good time? I've had so much fun. It's it's been so exciting, and I'm I'm glad we're here at the new movie, uh, which for this week is Submarine, uh, 2010 Submarine, and you know we'll get into why we picked it and everything. Um, but no, I'm just I'm really proud. I'm really excited about everything. Um, you know, we just put a trailer out and that's going pretty well and I don't know I just I don't know it's been a lot of fun and like we've had like a list of things we wanted to accomplish um on this adventure I guess <laughs> and I feel like everything I've wanted to do so far has happened so I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with that <laughs> everything that you wanted to do has happened so you're happy that's that's so that's the secret <laughs> to good podcasting relationship make the other podcasting host happy so I have succeeded there as well <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Just yeah, your your like list is make Marcy happy. That's it. <laughs> so thanks. Well, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, are you interested in uh, talking about our last movie for Introduction Month? Yeah. So yeah. So this is going along with the mixtape theme, isn't it? It's our new movie. So it's the mm -hmm. the movie that neither of us have seen before. So who knows if we're even going to like it? Yes, but we worked together to pick it. 
because that's the whole point of this, you know, and everything. But it's a, uh, it ties into introduction month because there's reasons why it relates to both of us. Um, yeah. And to get to know each other a little bit better. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, again, the movie is Submarine, um, directed by Richard Ayuadi, and uh, I did not write a synopsis ah. for this movie, but I found this letter. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And I, I'm just, I'm just gonna read this letter to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, are you interested in hearing what this letter has to say? Because oh, yeah. it's actually written to you, believe it or not. Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it from me, mum? <laughs> no, she hasn't written in yet. <laughs> but I'm patiently awaiting mm-hmm. for whenever she does. That'll be a fun day. I am very interested sure. in hearing what this letter has to say, and it better be good news. <laughs> Well, it looks like it was written on a typewriter. Oh my goodness! Well. <laughs> no, I have it. I have it right here. Uh. Um, <laughs> so the letter starts, uh, and it, it is addressed to you. This is so weird. I don't know how this this came about into my mm, position. But, curious. You know, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, "Dear Dirk, I heard you have recently watched a film about my <laughs> daring and bold uh, escapades." Um, and are interested in learning how to be a cool and popular person like me. That's true. I, I figured you might. <laughs> I figured you might find it useful if I wrote a list of tips for you. Number one: <laughs> Whenever you find yourself falling for a girl named Jordana, uh, change all of your strong beliefs and personality <laughs> to match hers, <laughs> even if that means bullying the first girl you've ever kissed as Zoe Priest. Number two, shut down emotionally to keep up your cool appearance and win the affections <laughs> of Jordana. And also, don't be overly romantic as it is disgusting. <laughs> Number three, uh, spy on your parents constantly as yes. this is a healthy and a sensible way to keep their marriage from falling apart. <laughs> uh, number four, Challenge the ninja known as Graham to keep him away from your mum. Uh, the best way to do this is to try to set his house on fire. <laughs> Number five, uh, realize while you were saving marriages and fighting ninjas, you might have pushed Georgiana away. Go win her back. Be honest and emotional and completely forget steps one and two uh, previously mentioned. And there's one more. In Number six, it says, always know how deep the ocean is. Oh, yes. And it says... Um, fond regards from your protagonist Oliver Tate. So that's <gasps> Oliver. Yeah, I'm yeah. touched he that he would write that to me. <laughs> he's obviously looked in. On, he's obviously looked in on my life and recognised I need all the help I can get. Thank you, yes. Oliver. <laughs> you better you better scan that and send that over directly to me. I will. I don't know why he sent it to me though. No, so I, that's so weird. Do you know what? That's so weird. That, that, what? Weirdly, that's like what happens in the movie we just watched, isn't it? I know, I know. It's like he knew we kind of needed an outline to talk about the movie, and oh. he wrote this beautiful letter for <laughs> you. <laughs> Always oh, helping goodness. us out, that kid. So- <laughs> yeah. Actually, to start everything off, this is the first thing I really did want to talk about mm-hmm. um, for Submarine and Oliver in that way, and I want to I want to know if you felt the same way, but, you know... Um, We'll get into a little bit more, but this kind of leads into like why we picked it okay. anyways. But when you when you first look at Oliver, like the first time I ever saw Oliver, I know what you're gonna say. He he looks like a young Alex. Does Turner. yeah? I knew you were gonna say yeah. that. Yeah yeah. <laughs> he just it's uncanny, isn't does. it? Yeah. 
It's it's scary. It is so scary. And I don't know if that was intentional. I I don't know, but I loved it. I loved mm. the choice of it. And um but I mean, so again, that kind of directly leads into why we uh chose this movie. Alex Turner, uh lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys, he wrote the soundtrack for this movie mm-hmm. um after being asked by his very good friend Richard Ayuari. And um, I love Alex Turner. I love the Arctic Monkeys. Um, I think you are a fan, not as big as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's as big a fan of anything as you are. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that you are as big a fan of Richard Ayuari mm-hmm. as I am. Yep. So that was the other selling point yeah. for this. And this is his uh, first movie too. Yeah. So this is like kind of a big deal. Yeah, so I think when we... We've talked a bit um, before in the previous episodes about like our initial conversations, our initial friendship conversations. And one of those was about music because, you know, we're both really into music. And there's a few other people in the Discord. I don't know, like Wes, you know, he's always talking to us about <laughs> his music and stuff. And, and we'd have these mm-hmm. conversations going. And uh, yeah, it turned out you were, oh, you had a kind of a thing for the Arctic Monkeys. I think you like him a little bit, don't you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and oh my then gosh, so more we, like obsession. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about that because obviously um, a man of my age from uh, the north of England also likes the Arctic Monkeys. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that and Richard Ayuade, who is um, probably most people would know him for his acting. He's he's <laughs> in IT Crowd, isn't he? Um, and lots of mm-hmm. other stuff. And he's an incredibly funny man. Uh, but he wrote and directed this film uh, based on based on the the book, I think, Submarine, the book. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the person who wrote yes. it. Somebody Dunthorne. Dunthorne? But that came out a couple of... I did not write that down. Yeah. Yep. Well, good job. <laughs> good job I read it. It's okay. Forgot the first name. Kind of remembered the second name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. We're we're really here to talk about Richard, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to know, you know, did, I mean, so I'm the one that kind of brought this up when we were kind of deciding our new movie kind of no when we were deciding our new movie together i I brought this idea to you i said here's this you know richard's directed it alex did the music for it i think this would fit perfectly for both of us Mm -hmm. and i mean but did you know about this movie before i had brought it up to you yeah 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 I, I'd known about it and was very conscious I hadn't watched it. <laughs> a, a bit, oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what? It's a bit reminiscent of Four Lions for me, really, for some I reason. Was just yeah. About to see that. It felt, yeah. It felt like and that you... kind of way when I was watching it. Like, I'm not quite sure why I've never watched it, but I just haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure why. I think, I don't know. I think just, can I be honest? It's maybe as shallow mm-hmm. as the name of the film put me off. <laughs> Oh, really? Don't know really? Why. It's so ridiculous. Uh, it's so ridiculous. That, yeah. So to, oh, my gosh. That, to have the chance to watch it together is is good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I have a little bit of history with it. Um, there is a movie theater I always used to go to when I was younger. Um, so this comes out like 2010, but technically 2011. So I'm 21 at the time. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget... Um, seeking that poster for the first time of of Oliver, you know, with like the reds and the blues and like mm. the white and it's just his face and and I just remember looking up at it and going, 
what is that? Mm-hmm. Like that and I at the time and I was a huge Arctic Monkeys fan at the time. Um I didn't know who Richard Ayuari was at that point in my life, but I did, you know, I did love the Arctic Monkeys and everything. But I just looked at that poster and I was like, what? It's so bizarre. And you know, like I live in an American town, but like it was just it felt so odd to see something like that in such a commercial theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and not like a like a small independent theater. Mm-hmm. I was in a very big like chain theater area um but as time went on you know um i found the music to that movie um and i i've listened to that soundtrack like a million million times um and then you know i i was later introduced to richard ayati because i started watching the it crowd and and then i was like what is this movie oh my gosh and so it's actually my first movie on my watch list on letterbox it's been there oh, really? since i've had letterbox started yeah um it's it's been there and i still haven't watched it um but you know you ha- I'm oh so well glad. you have watched it if, oh i have watched it now but i mean ready to switch it. off <laughs> switch off recording but i can't believe it's taken me this long um but i'm glad you know what i think it's like perfect timing yeah. now and i'm glad i think it was like a happy accident that neither of us had seen it before that describes um, my life happy accident <laughs> a happy accident yeah yeah so just before we kind of dive into the movie some more, I wanted to just talk a little bit about Richard and Alex's friendship. Um, so back in 2007, um, when the Arctic Monkeys, their second album, Favorite Worst Nightmare, had come out, um, they were looking for a director uh, for their music video, uh, Fluorescent Adolescence, and um, Richard was kind of looking to get more into directing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just met up that way, and he directed that music video. And to this day, they say that is their favorite music video they've ever done. And then he and Alex just hit it off, and they became really quick, fast friends. They're still friends to this day. And then when the time came for him to direct this movie, Richard, I mean, you know, he reached out to Alex, and he just asked him to write the music for it. And um, and then even before that, you know, Richard had directed two more music videos for them, and he recorded one of their concerts at the Apollo. Um, and so they said, like, coming together to work for this just felt very natural and very easy. Um, they were going to originally just do covers for this movie, and then Richard realized, like, you can't have covers in this movie because people will associate how they feel to that original song. Instead of just having like no baggage whatsoever with brand new songs. So then Alex like went back to it and wrote, uh, five new songs for this movie. And then actually, um, writing the songs for that movie helped him write, uh, the fourth album for the Arctic Monkeys, uh, Suck It and See. And actually one album on the soundtrack is on that fourth album, uh, Pile Driver Waltz, which is like a beautiful, beautiful song. And so as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of, that the soundtrack very very much and i loved hearing it throughout the movie so yeah yeah what did what did you think of the music well i don't know how i was gonna ask you how was it how is this movie presented in in america can you remember at all because over here it's it is intrinsically linked to the soundtrack you know it is it goes hand in hand people you know it's like the movie submarine and almost next breath they mention the soundtrack as well oh. yeah so it's 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 like a such a huge association between them i mean i haven't to be honest i hadn't you know i certainly haven't listened to it a million times like like you have but the the songs <laughs> the songs feel pretty perfect really i think mm-hmm. you know and well placed yeah. throughout the movie um i don't know i just he's got such a 
He's got such a unique voice, I guess, that you can always tell who's singing. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because as well, like just like you said, um, the the poster for Submarine, it looks like a young Alex Turner. Our character Oliver Tate looks like a young Alex Turner. And there just mm-hmm. seems to be this wonderful uh, synergy that has happened and created this this sort of like um, perfect combinations of uh, sounds and vision. I think. Yeah, just kind of how, like they said, I- I'll have to send you this link to this um, interview the two of them are in together, Richard and Alex. Um, but just like, I totally agree with what they said. It just felt natural and it feels natural in the in the mm-hmm. movie too. Like nothing ever feels over the top or forced, oh, no. you know, it just flows. It all flows really well together. And and every time I, I heard him, because I know these songs like the back of my hand, um, and I didn't know where they were going to be like throughout the movie, but anytime he started singing, I just had a huge smile <laughs> on my face because I, I just love that man so much. And he is a very talented uh, songwriter, in my opinion. And I mean, <laughs> okay, don't laugh, but of course I had my subtitles on. <laughs> well, I was, of course, going to say, Marcy, how were the subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had them on for this because um well i wanted to see if the lyrics to the song songs came up uh with the subtitles and they do Mm -hmm. so that was like my motivation behind subtitles uh this time and i really liked being able to read the lyrics to the songs as i was watching the movie so perfection as always i love you subtitles thank you for all that you do One day, one day, Dirk, you will come to learn to love subtitles as well. <laughs> well, um, do you know who Richard Ayoade also directed a vid- music video for? <sighs> no, did he? For Yeah, Yeah, Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, neither did I till the other day, and I almost had, had, kit- almost had kittens. Just What song? Um, heads, w- heads Will Roll. <gasps> That's like... My favorite, yeah, yes. <laughs> I didn't know. He did I just so I watched the video. And it's basically just Karen looking majestic. A lot of Karen mm-hmm. looking very incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just a fun video, but perhaps not as creative <laughs> as fluorescent adolescence video, which is a bit is it a bit mm-hmm. bu- load of bunch of clowns having a ruckus. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's got Karen O in it, so it's mm-hmm. you know, it's inherently yeah, it's inherently it's watchable. So. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't know that oh that's mm. that's wonderful that's so cool yeah like i love i want richard to do more things like because you know he's i i only am like aware of like one other movie that he's directed it's called the double mm-hmm. with jesse eisenberg and now it's like at the top it's also on my watch list now like i am very excited to check that out so um yeah but, sorry marcy <laughs> <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> yeah um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm so glad. Like, thank you for sharing that because it's it's cool that he's kind of like I'm sure he's like friends with Karen. I mean, how could you not be friends with Richard? I mean, he just seems like the most delightful man on the planet. I really wanted to go and just click on Karen Noah's Instagram page and see if they were friends on or following each other. Oh, yeah. But I don't even I don't I didn't I I, I stopped okay. I stopped myself short of that mild <laughs> that mild case of stalking. Um, Okay. Well, this will be a fun uh, side project that we can both look mm-hmm. at. <laughs> Maybe Karen could get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Or Alex. Or Alex. Either or. Are you? Li- please, please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to ask you about the subtitles because obviously this is in a foreign language for you, Marcy. It's in English. 
uh, Welsh English. So yeah. could you understand everything okay? I was fearing for you at various moments throughout it. How did it, how did you go? I was fine. I did all right, okay? <laughs> I didn't need like a life preserver or anything. Mm-hmm. I was doing all right. My head was above water the whole okay, time. Okay, good. Did you need me yes. to explain anything? I, I don't know. You know, I kind of just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I talk to you and you say things and I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. okay, sure. Mm-hmm. You'll explain it if you feel the need to. So I don't know if there's anything that like jumped out at you that you feel the need to explain to me. No, I'm fine. <laughs> no? I'm personally no? fine. Okay, I'm personally just... fine. I understood everything. I was checking if you understood it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how about that lovely little Welsh village? What did you think? Oh, it was so cute. Um... This might seem so obvious to you, but the whole vibe of the movie, it's very whimsical. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I don't know, there's something about it. It just reminded me a little bit of Wes Anderson. I wrote that down. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh God, you are getting to know me better. <laughs> but um, funny enough, when I stopped watching it, uh, the things that like were re- like recommended to me after it were like Grand Budapest and Royal mm-hmm. Tenenbaums, and I was like, "Yep, yeah." I think yep. I think there are similarities, and that's not to kind of undo mm-hmm. the direction of this this movie. But I think the way music is used, and I think the mm-hmm. way that the characters have uniforms, it, yes. you know, I think that's a kind of a thing that Wes Anderson just does is it to me is you know yeah people stay in, in in their same clothes all the way through more or less and they do in <laughs> they do in this film you know everybody's got yeah. this identity that's fixed everyone has like a color associated yeah, with them exactly. as well and also like all of the attention to detail even the tiniest things mm-hmm. like that i caught more of the second time i watched this than the first time because there's just a lot that happens but no like he reminded me of wes's style just like where something so minuscule in the very, very back, like so much thought has been put into yeah. it. And and that's the vibe, like I said, I got in this as well. And I, I love I love that because then it makes it fun to rewatch yeah. and you catch new things each time. I think some stuff like I noticed there's Graham, who's the neighbor, who is this um, um, <laughs> <laughs> psychic cool. ninja who, who sees things in color. And, if, and just even in his house when he's walking up the stairs, you see these little... Um, small frames of, of of pictures which are just color it's just Colors. yeah and all yeah. that and and because because mm-hmm. of the the way the book is is written it's very much from the perspective of oliver tate who's who's the 15 year old schoolboy who mm-hmm. who is the main protagonist in this but apparently all the other characters are not as well fleshed out so what they had to do is with like sally um Hawkins, Sally yeah. Hawkins, who plays the mum, um, and uh, Paddy Constantine, Constantine, who plays the neighbour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sat down and, and created all these detailed backstories so they knew exactly um, who these characters were, what their previous interactions were. So yeah, I think that, well, you're right, that attention to detail is there. It, it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you mentioned, like their outfits, um, I was like in love <laughs> with the coats mm-hmm. in this movie. I would wear every coat in this movie, especially um, somebody who is in this movie only very briefly, but looks incredible as always, uh, Gemma Chan. Oh my goodness. Like, just in this movie for a hot second, but her coats, woof. Oof, but, I um, had to, st- she, I stood yeah. up out of my chair <laughs> when Gemma Chan turned up on my screen. Are you kidding me? I, well, they, she's... just the, 
you know, if you, if Gemma Chan is in a movie, okay, I'm paying attention. And then she was in for like two minutes. Not even, no. I feel like not even. Um, because half the time you see her, like she's From a not distance. even facing the camera. Yeah, yeah. not in focus. But, and um, but she is on an episode of the IT crowd very quickly, and I'm wondering if that's where her and Richard met oh, and yeah. maybe formed like a friendship. They might, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly too, I think they might have gone to acting school together oh, even right. at one point but i i know there's like some sort of friendship there too because Aww. another person in this movie who has a quick very quick cameo and i don't know if you caught this or not is ben stiller um, did i catch he- the recognizable <laughs> face of ben stiller in this movie yeah so <laughs> he um he is the only american in this movie he's just a very quick like telenovela or whatever mm-hmm. they're watching and he shows up but i know he and richard are very good friends uh there's an, an american movie called the watch that is so stupid but i absolutely die laughing every time i watch it because richard is in it and he is so freaking hilarious in it and um i know that ben personally wanted him to be in that movie and Ben Stiller directed it and mm-hmm. everything. So I knew that they were friends, but I wasn't expecting to see him in this movie, but it made me happy. It just like we were kind of saying like how could you not be friends with Richard? He yeah. just again and, and just a wonderful person. Yeah, and, and Sally Hawkins is apparently very good friends with Richard. And that was the reason she did the film oh is oh my gosh. Richard is the reason most of these people did the film, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And you were talking about the coats and and how wonderful they were. I thought like Oliver Tate looked like an emo Paddington he, <laughs> with his with his dark duffel coat and his and his briefcase. I was into it. I liked it. He, he had a marmite sandwich, not a marmite, marmalade sandwich in his briefcase. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I didn't even think of that. But as soon as you said it, the light bulb went off. <laughs> <laughs> He really and it's funny because Sally Hawkins is in the Paddington movies and she's the mom. That's it. Exactly. Connective tissue everywhere. That is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, one other thing that's kind of like connective to everything. How about um, Oliver's dad, played by Noah uh, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, whatever? But I really like that actor as well. Mm -hmm. He looks familiar. He's like in lots of of things. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he gives Oliver a mixtape. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so happy when I saw that. And I, I just love how it's when he finds out he has a girlfriend. And one side is like when things are going well. And then the other side is for whenever they break For the, ine- up. the inevitable breakup. I think as yes. his dad sells oh it to him. Gosh. Yeah. No, oh yeah. Again, beautiful. The mixtape yes. lives on. <laughs> What a what a great way to end introduction month with a film with a mixtape. I, I was well happy about it. But we jump we ju- again another yeah a happy accident. A happy again. accident. Like, we are we are jumping yes. around quite a bit, but I think that's because mm-hmm. this film is really difficult <laughs> to kind of <laughs> get on top of because so much happens in it, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It's yeah. it's a oh, yeah. it, to, to break it down. It is is a coming of age story. I would say um, about a, a boy at school who um, is in love, well, fancies a girl, um, <laughs> their relationship, but he's worried about his mum and dad and their relationship. And then his girlfriend's mum mm-hmm. gets a brain tumour, you know, and it's all about what goes mm-hmm. on in and around that. But I was kind of thinking it's when you sort of think when you have coming of age stories in your head, often they, they culminate in the person getting the girl or getting the boyfriend whereas this film immediately starts with him succeeding in getting his 
mm-hmm. his his relationship and then it's a, what's different is about how he manages that relationship and and mm-hmm. and like you said in well as Oliver wrote to me in the beginning <laughs> how he adjusts <laughs> how he adjusts and adapts to be entirely like his girlfriend Jordana mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in in many many hilarious ways um mm-hmm. certainly he scores her he nets her by bullying someone mm-hmm. uh, yes. yeah poor zoe yeah, <laughs> yeah poor zoe so what is so it? i will say really quick though whenever he is bullying zoe there is this just beautiful shot of her everybody like frozen in time of like right before she falls into the puddle that he he did push her in and everything and it it's like such a sad scene but it's just so gorgeous how it looks and just that oh like that dread you feel Mm. because you know what's going to happen to zoe and i just want to mention really quick i feel bad that we don't ever get any closure for zoe in this movie i think that's kind of it's a real life thing yeah that's what i was gonna say it's more reality where she moves away and yeah you're never gonna hear from her again you know yeah and and what yeah no (laughs) why was she write back to that awful letter that he uh, wrote her (laughs) <laughs> so he so Jordana is this is the girl that he 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 fancies and he describes her as mm-hmm. uh, moderately unpopular um and yeah. something like she's what does he say um she seems to have, she seems to occasionally like bullying or something like that does, mm-hmm. does yeah. someone, I can't remember exactly what he says but then he he doesn't care for bullying but he's he's not going to yeah. let his principles stand in the way of progress <laughs> <laughs> oh and how gosh, he and how yes. he frames that um action of bullying zoe who was an easy mm-hmm. target because uh, she was fat and didn't pass notes in class was it was why she was picked on um mm-hmm. a, as gonna be character building for her in the future and she will see that as a positive when she was older so he he was always doing that through the movie wasn't he he was this he framed everything as him doing something good for people and that's kind of <laughs> set, set me in mind of a little bit as like a unreliable narrator everything happened mm-hmm. as as he described but his intentions were vastly different to other people's perceptions of his mm-hmm. intentions i mean even how he views himself i mean you know in the beginning he says like he imagines like if he were to die and there's like that fake news broadcast about like, oh, he was a popular lad and everybody loved him. And like all the girls are crying because he's dead and his parents are like very emotional about it. And it's like, and then he comes back as like a force ghost. <laughs> 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 and it's just like he, he kind of thinks he's pretty cool. And, you know, he has like this perception of himself. And I get like from watching it i think he believes it like i don't think he just says it to like make himself believe it i think he actually does believe Mm -hmm. it and everything (laughs) i think we i said it was a coming of age story and the coming of age really is a bit about him recognizing he's not this hero that he's that he he believes himself to be i I think that's part of it isn't it (laughs) um like you said at the beginning he sees him he sees himself uh yeah. as, as as a second coming messiah force ghost uh you know the bullying he's doing is is for the benefit of the person and then later on he describes himself as the best boyfriend in the world when he's just not gone to the hospital to see his girlfriend's dying mother um yeah. so he, he lacks insight but also there's a theme about self-discovery i think that's the first mm-hmm. question that the teacher 
asks in the very sort of first few yeah. minutes of the film, what does self-discovery mean? And that boy says, Avina Wankse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is about self-discovery. Um, we get that. Mm-hmm. One of the funny, one of the funny scenes of lights was when he talked about at the beginning, Oliver talked about not really knowing who he was. And he said he tried different mm-hmm. things to see if they stuck. And he, and he mentioned a few mm-hmm. smoking a pipe, flipping <laughs> coins, staring at the sea and wearing hats. But none of those were him. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hat thing was so funny. I think he also listened to like French music too yeah. on his record player. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's also just like, <laughs> you were mentioning how he's just trying to do things for the best. Um, but there's also this moment wherever, like, you know, uh, Jordana, um, she opens up to him finally and tells him about her mom and she has a brain tumor and all this stuff. And what does he decide to do? <laughs> he's, he's going to kill her dog because <laughs> if you're, if your dog's dead, <laughs> you know, you're more sad about the dog being dead than your mom having a brain tumor. And oh gosh, the panic that went through me when I heard him say, <laughs> we get we get a lot of bait and switches in this movie which i was really happy with there's that one where you think mm-hmm. oh no he's gonna kill the dog and then the, yeah. the immediately she phones him to say the dog has been run over and he's like oh don't need yeah. don't need to kill the dog and we we get a few things like that in it that i was quite happy they didn't yes. go with the tropes i think oh i know think things like um uh like there's a lot of like peer pressure for them to have sex and you think oh it's going to be one of those mm-hmm. type of scenes but mm-hmm. it's not it wasn't you know, and, you know, I think they set it up to be like this, I'm sorry, American high school comedy, but then they don't and they, and then (laughs) they pull back from it and you actually get something that feels a bit more genuine. I don't know. What, Mm -hmm. what, what about some of your favorite bits? What did you really like watching? What scenes? Well, just going off from where you just left off at first off, I just have to mention just how sick I felt that he was. Laying out his parents' bed for for them to lose their virginity, <laughs> and I just was like, no, 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 no. Why? And then, but you know, it was funny whenever she first came over, and he makes this nice dinner, and he he fills up his wine glass, and he's like, here's to an incredible night of making. <laughs> and and you know, once once she sees the bed, I think like. Because it is a lot of pressure, like, you know, like, when you're a teen and you're like, well, like, the, you know, like, when you're losing your virginity, it's, it is a lot of pressure and you want it to be this, like, perfect mm-hmm. thing. And and he's doing exactly what she doesn't want, which is to be, like, overly romantic and, and also in his parents' bed. Oh, my God. And so as soon as she sees that, she leaves. Um, But he, like, gives her this note. <laughs> And she reads it and she just kind of like is like, oh, you know what? Like he does care about me. And and then they they go, well, she goes back and everything. And then they do have sex or whatever. But it's it's a very sweet scene. It's not like I if it was an American movie, I don't even know what what it would look like or what it would be like. <laughs> and and thank God it's not. It's all I have to say. I think that may be my favorite scene in the in the entire film. And I think <laughs> the big reason I just love um Jordana's um, performance in that scene just she looks absolutely <laughs> disgusted like for like the vast majority of it just from it when it, oh yeah, yeah. And it start. I think he sets it up by sort of explaining 50 times that his parents are going to be out for the evening and she's like I've just yeah. got one question if I'm coming over yeah sure <laughs> ask me anything you should be able to ask me anything uh it's 
is the house going to be empty? <laughs> you know, she's just so not, she's so uh, dismissive of him. Um, and oh then when she, gosh. she opens, he opens the door and he's, and he's like, oh, thanks for living on the top of a hill, mate. Um, and yeah. <laughs> her face, her face throughout is, is, is a picture. Um, I, yeah, it's so funny. But even like backtracking a little bit, whenever she's like, are they going to be home? Are they going to be out? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she's like, well, give me a list of things. <laughs> and he writes it on his hand. But the last one, just the last thing on the list made me laugh so hard where it's like, we're bound to be disappointed, so why not just get it over with yeah. or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, give me give me a list of reasons why we should do it. <laughs> I don't think it's. Oh my god! But I think that's him understanding her as well. I think he is mm-hmm. actually quite good mm-hmm. at understanding who she is, um, in a yeah. way. But he doesn't know who he is, and so he turns himself into the person that he thinks she will like, and she does like. Um, mm-hmm. He he takes it to all his favorite industrial estates. Engages mm-hmm. in some light arson and spitting competitions, um, and, and so he, and, and he's and you know he he's successful. And that letter mm-hmm. you were talking about, he he wrote a letter to give to her after they'd mm-hmm. made love, but he gave it to her anyway when she decided she didn't want to, and mm-hmm. it said things like, "Thank you for letting me explore your perfect body. I want to I want to drain your blood." You're the only person. You're the only person I would shrink down to microscopic size and explore my body, and <laughs> and that's what convinces her to turn around mm-hmm. and oh, engage yeah. in some beautiful lovemaking. Yes. Oh my gosh. But even like before all of that, um, whenever like before they like even start dating or anything, there's this other scene I really like where, um, well, she kind of not this part, but she kind of blackmails him into kissing her mm. and then writing in his diary that they're together so that her ex-boyfriend can see it um, and everything. So once the ex-boyfriend, I think his name is Mark, he finds it. Um, you know, he's got like, I almost called him Alex. Oh my gosh. He's got Oliver in like a grip and he's like punching him and beating him up. And he's like, you know, say this nasty thing about Jordana. Say it, say it, say it. And like, well, first he asks him to say something nasty about himself and he says it no problem. Like just so the abuse will stop. And then um, he's like, now say something nasty about Jordana. Like, say it, say it, say it, say it. And he's like, no, you know, like, F you guy. I'm not saying it. And him defending her and not saying that. I think that's when she realizes, like, oh, this guy's different. And and I do like him. And and then that's when they kind of get together. He's he's all bloody and beat up. But he's like, oh, it's not that bad. And he really believes it, mm-hmm. too. And then they kind of walk off together. They hold hands. And then she kisses him for real for the mm. first time. And then they have this really cute embrace. And it just is so tender and sweet. And it's it's like young love. And it is fun to watch. Because, like, you know, at this point in their lives like hormones are through the roof you know there's all kinds of new things to discover and like not only are they discovering like stuff about themselves but you know each other and it's just a whole new like thing for both of them and it's really like fun to to watch all of it It, and i I agree i really like that scene too and you mentioned the the first kiss they have, which she Jordana does for the express <laughs> intention of blackmailing, well, uh, <laughs> a, 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 inciting um, something in her ex boyfriend. But all 
the difference between that kiss and then the the subsequent kiss, the first kiss, it's all so exaggerated. There's so much noise happening everywhere. They're under train (laughs) tracks and there's flashing lights of the Polaroid camera. She takes pictures of them kissing. And then the second kiss, which is, I guess, the real kiss, is total silence Mm -hmm. around them. And I just really liked that Mm -hmm. that, there was that kind of uh, distinction between the two moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she. I think you're right. She 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 proper was into him at that point. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's like different stages of her. You know, there's there's a very good reason. Like Georgiana is very shut off, and she's very like tough, and she has like like you know a tough exterior <coughs> and stuff. And you you find out why like as the movie's going on and everything. But little by little, she does let him in. You know, more and more. And and he's trying to let her in more and more too, and and I I do feel really bad, you know, because he has a lot going on at home, and you know his parents aren't the happiest <laughs> couple in the world, and but they're played perfectly. Oh, I just love Sally Hawkins so much too, as as his mom, and then Noah Taylor as his dad, as we mentioned before, you know. So he's got all this pressure at home, and he's about to finally tell Jordana like what's going on and everything and open up to her um, to kind of get like the support he needs. And then she just drops the bomb on him that her mom has a brain tumor. We kind of went over this a little bit before and he just is immediately like, well, now I can't tell her anything. Mm-hmm. And that's where problems kind of start because he's now not going like being completely honest with her that he has this other thing that he feels like he needs to take care yeah. of and pay attention to and and everything um but i just love that she she's ready to open up to him and and then like i really also enjoy <laughs> i enjoy the scene where he goes to dinner at her parents house yeah. her parents are something too i i just really enjoyed them but even seeing like the point where like the dad gets up and has to go sit down mm. and the mom and and jordana like go over and they comfort him and you just see how much love is in that family and you actually see like who jordana like really is she really is a sweet girl she mm. really loves her parents Everything with her mom going on and at home has kind of just made her like this like tough cookie in a way. And she has to be like that and she has to be rough with um Oliver to protect herself. You know, she's hurt and damaged in her own way now, but you know, she can treat Oliver a certain way and make sure she doesn't get any more hurt than she already is. Yeah. And and you, I really love that like discovery uh mm. throughout like the movie and everything and just and then opening up with each other more and everything because when we start we just uh, my my impression i don't know what you thought my impression of jordana was she was the bully in the school mm-hmm. but, but we just don't see that after the first five ten minutes we actually see who she really is and it says as you've described perfectly there marcy you know she is tough because she feels probably she has to be um because she's protecting herself with all that other stuff that that's going on at home um i i i just like yeah that discovery uh, i don't know not we talked about oliver's self-discovery but we discovered who the real jordana was as the film progressed she was she wasn't mm-hmm. yeah this a uh, caricature as she was portrayed mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah i i like that you say that because like yeah in the beginning i kind of was like do we really want him even dating this girl mm. you know like you're kind of like, is that really like the person we want our main character to be with? And then I'm so happy that you get to know her more along the way and actually that she's not a bad person. She's also a teenager and teenagers, yeah, teenagers can be mean and nasty mm-hmm. because that's how you survive high school. Let's be honest, like, you know, and like with your parents too and everything else going on. But, you know, 
as I mentioned, this is kind of like the middle of the movie and this is kind of where problems start to come up for both of them or, you know, their relationship because he learns more about her and starts pushing her away with that because he can't really handle it all on top of everything he has in his home life. So he decides to dive headfirst into his parents' marriage. And finding out what is going on with his mom and Graham. Um, oh my god, Graham. Uh, do you wanna, <laughs> do you wanna talk about Graham's hair or his van? Well, I don't know which one you'd prefer to talk about. The hair, obviously. He's, um, so he's, he's, they call what are they, a mullet is, uh, business at the front, party at the back. Well, he was business slightly at the front party at the back but also party very high on top of his head he had a strange combination of a of a mullet and a, and a mohawk spike of some description yes. he, he he looked like neo from the matrix but neo neo from the matrix dressed as a magician um <laughs> <laughs> so great graham is mum's first love who moves mm-hmm. in kind of next door um mm-hmm. and create some marital disharmony. Well, marital disharmony existed between Oliver's mum and dad mm-hmm. already. Um, because we know that because they haven't had sex for seven months because Oliver checks the dimmer switch <laughs> in their bedroom oh every day to see if it's at <laughs> to see if it's on the half 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 the way around because that's <laughs> oh the God. setting they have when they have their mm-hmm. smoochy smoochy time. Um so, so <laughs> Oliver is already suspicious and worried that his parents might be having a divorce. Um and he mm-hmm. and he tests them through the film by asking each of them individually who they would save in a house fire. Would it be him, their mm-hmm. son, or the the other partner? And you, you can see mm-hmm. he's he's conscious of it and he wants to know where he stands with it all. But Graham is mm-hmm. this first love, um, who is a psychic life coach who sees people's aura and their colour maybe. Um, and he gives some talks <laughs> down at the local community center and he has a van with his with with i can't even describe it marcy what is it his 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 face and body and rainbows coming out of it and then disco lights inside and yeah. and he's the, he's the opposite of of dad dad who is yes. a marine biologist who loves fish um and, mm-hmm. and doesn't really say anything no but he does drink uh hot water with lemon in the same glass he does when he's depressed when he's, down. When he's depressed mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, Graham, I mean, I just guess that shows the power of charisma because he gets both Gemma Chan and, and Sally Hawkins in this movie. We kind of get and, Sally. I mean, kind of. Well, sort of. Sort kinda, of, kind of. Yeah, you know. Well, he did have her in the first place, yeah. too, and I'm sure I would bet any money he looked like that back in the day, yeah. too. You know, he doesn't seem like the type to change his hairstyle <laughs> um, that often, but... You know, it's just like one of those things like when you see like or you hear about people joining a cult, you're like, how did that mm. how did that happen? You know, and and then you like not that I got it or I would have fallen for it. Like, I mean, I was repulsed by Graham like the whole time. But I mean, especially there's that one scene where Gemma Chan is yes performing some kind of act and he is doing like karate punches in the air. <laughs> I was and. <laughs> And, and Oliver's just got his binoculars and he's like, ninja. <laughs> and um, it's just like, I was so repulsed by Grim, but there's something about him. And like to get all these people to go to like his talks that he has and everything. Oh, what, so, a, what a hot mess. Yeah, well, if you were repulsed by him, um, he <laughs> apparently stayed in that character throughout the entire film. Oh, yeah. my God. So, <laughs> so, 
Sally Hawkins in, in some interviewers watching said she never even met uh, Paddy. All she ever saw was Graham. He, he, he was never Paddy around her. He was always Graham. <laughs> so imagine, imagine that. Oh my god! Probably just doing high but... kicks at random when he was getting his croissant from catering or something. I just hope to God that was a wig. I just no way. Pray. That's no way a wig. That is genuine. You should. Oh my yeah, god! It's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's just, some some oof. really fantastic hair in this in this film. Uh, Graham's hair was in- incredible. We talked about uh, um, Oliver looking like a young Alex Turner, but Jordana's mm-hmm. kind of bob and what you Americans would call mm-hmm. bang situation was also fascinating mm-hmm. to me. I couldn't stop looking mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, and Sally Hawkins' hair. I mean, she even notes like my hair has never been this short. Or remember when my hair used to be long? And I, I only really know Sally Hawkins with like longer hair. So this is the shortest I've ever seen her hair. And then also Noah Taylor, his dad. Like even in this marine biology mm-hmm. video. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what was uh, going on with the hair in this. Video. I mean, some of it's awesome. I think some it, of it is very questionable. Yeah, I think it's it was it. They didn't state when it was set, but I, I guess it was the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you think it was yeah, the 80s? that's what I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Just the way the TV looked, the mixtape. Um, I think they went to watch Crocodile yeah, Dundee like at the cinema. Yeah, they did yeah. say that too as well. And that's another indicator. But, you know, everything kind of leads to New Year's Eve. Um, you know, as as Oliver mentioned in his letter, um, you know, he has kind of pushed Georgiana or Jor- I Jordana. I Georgiana. Mm-hmm. Jordana away. Um, you know... And then also he's trying to track down his mom with Graham. You know, it's all it all like accumulates to New Year's yeah. Eve, and he's at this um, pier beach. Beach. I don't know what would yeah, you call beach. that a beach. Okay, so he's, and he kind of sees both of them. You know, the two women in, in his life, and he and he's stuck. You know, uh, the girl of his dreams is with a new guy, and then his mom is with not his dad. His mom is with Graham. And what does he do? What is he going to do? Is he going to go win his woman back? Or is he going to go save his parents' marriage? And he decides, you know, to go after his mom and, and you know, make that keep that route going mm-hmm. and everything. And, and again, pushing Jordana uh, further away in that situation. It kind of reminded me of that question he'd asked his parents about who would, he, who would they save in the fire. Oh, he was yeah. faced with a decision himself, wasn't he? Jordana mm-hmm. was obviously annoyed at him. Um, and saw him across mm-hmm. the beach. So did he go over and repair that relationship because he hadn't gone to the hospital to see her mum, mainly because he was mm-hmm. worried about his dad who was really depressed, um, also worried about what his mum was getting up to. Those are the, the main mm-hmm. reasons he didn't go. He also didn't really want to go, but those are the, the main reasons. And yeah. um, Or did he follow yeah, his mum who was about to give Graham a handjob in his, in his van and he follows his mum and, f- and throws an, an empty <laughs> bottle of vodka at the van r- and cycles off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that you related back to the the fire question that he asked his parents because you're right. Like the way his mom answers it is like, "Well, I'd save you first, and we'd leave your dad." But his dad, his dad says, "Like, well, I'd save your mom first, so we'd have a better chance of saving you." And that's how I think he looks at the situation. Like, I need to fix my parents' yeah. marriage first. <laughs> And then I can fix my exactly. relationship. Exactly. You know what? That's it, Marcy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. That's it exactly. Because that's what he, he says at one point. I'll say, right, I'll just have to save my parents' marriage. Then I'll get back to being the best boyfriend <laughs> in the world. That's it. No, that's <laughs> it exactly. And I think he really, yeah. when his dad gives him that answer, you can see there's a moment in Oliver and he goes, that's the right answer. 
and and he sits mm-hmm. down with his dad at that point who was drinking yeah. his and instead it, of go on sorry lemon water well instead of going to the hospital yeah, to be with your exactly and, and her parents and everything yeah so he yeah. makes that decision mm-hmm. at that point that he's going to sit down with his dad and i do love <laughs> his relationship with his dad it's not it's not a classical yeah. warm relationship but there's definitely mm-hmm. respect and they you can and they definitely love each other mm-hmm. um and, yeah. and express it in their own way um yeah no, I, I agree with that, too, because, you know, they can just sit there and not say anything to each other, but still in a sort of way have their own conversation. And that's how um my grandfather, I was very close with my grandfather, and that's what I used to do sometimes. Um, I'd go over and he and I would just sit there, yeah. not say anything. It would drive my grandmother crazy because <laughs> she had to be like, da, 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 da. but, you know, we could just sit there and, and we were fine. Yeah. Like, that was our relationship. And I that's that. like, it was nice to see that, you know? I love that. That's, to me, that is that is so that is contentment when you're just happy to be in the mm-hmm. same space as someone and you don't feel you have to, I don't know, make them laugh or tell them mm-hmm. something that yes. you've done that day. You know, I think that is mm-hmm. true contentment. Yeah. I loved his relationship mm-hmm. with his dad. Definitely. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he picks his, he picks saving his parents' marriage. And how does he then decide <laughs> he's going to save the parents' marriage by home invading Graham <laughs> with no real, with no real clue as to what he was doing. Other than that, he was probably going to wee on a few things. He was probably going to urinate on a few <laughs> things. And he just wanted to create the impression that oh, he was unstable <laughs> to try and scare Graham <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he, you know, what, does he pour alcohol on Graham's bed? Yeah. Is that what it, it was, was alcohol, that he poured? Yeah. So, and, then, and then he has his mom's picture that Graham had drawn years ago, lights it on fire, throws it on the bed. And then what is it like a, a hot water bottle? It's a hot water bottle. Okay. Do you have hot water bottles in America? Okay. No, we do, but I've just never had one. That was a sexy one, a sexy one that Graham had obviously <laughs> acquired, and it was laid out on the bed already. Presuming he mm-hmm. thought maybe Jill Sally Hawkins was coming over, <laughs> and she might need to keep warm afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did say she wasn't coming home that night. She did say so. that, yeah. Yeah, I think even earlier in the movie, there's a point where Oliver throws up on the van, Grimm's van, as well. So I just love this. I love, you know, he sets the bed on fire, puts it out. He has also taken all this antidepressant medicine beforehand. I I was so worried. I was like, God, that is too many, Mm -hmm. kid. Like, please calm down. So he's so out of it already. And um, he kind of cocoons himself up in these blankets. But I just love when Graham comes home. And he has mistaken all these little things that Oliver has been doing, thinking it was Gemma Chan's character, like, because he had broken up with her at this point. And he thinks it's her trying to win him back because <laughs> he's so full of himself. But really, it's just this kid that wants him to leave his mother alone. And I just love when he's, like, talking to him, like, Kim, Kim Lin, is that you? And, like, you know, he's like, come on now, come out here. And you still got your key and stuff. And then when he, <laughs> like, reveals that it's actually Oliver, yeah. it's it's a very funny My name is not Kim Lin. I never... My name is Oliver yeah. Tate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And I think that um, I think in a way and, he kind of succeeds yeah. a little bit, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. I think Jill, his mum, obviously feels regret and actually just tells. We don't see it, but what we mm-hmm. but we hear about it the next day that Dad knows everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and, we, and Graham eventually moves away. And so mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. Oliver totally played it really well, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he goes, what, downstairs, like, a couple of days later to tell them finally about, open up to his parents finally that he's having relationship problems, and uh, the light is uh, dimmed. So, yeah, yeah, he has succeeded. (laughs) He has succeeded. 
uh, that, you know, that, in saving the marriage. And he was totally oblivious to it, wasn't he? That's probably the first time in seven oh, yeah. months he was oblivious to the light being dimmed in that room. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause, cause, and, and they're very polite with him mm-hmm. in that moment, too. And they're like, okay, but can, can you go? And then he immediately turns the light oh, yeah. the way, um, on. <laughs> That's why actually he does, on his way out, he clocks mm-hmm. it and turns it all the way mm-hmm. up. Because it was a recurring motif that, you know, when, when his dad found out that he had a girlfriend, he said, oh, look, it's going to end. You know that's inevitable mm-hmm. in, in a in a cute way. You didn't you didn't mean to be mm-hmm. uh, depressing, and, and and I think throughout it, you know, it's, there's this expectation that this relationship is going to end, and that it won't matter mm-hmm. when I'm 38. You know, I think yeah. his mum says that it won't matter when you're my age, and so there's that thing. It won't matter when I'm 38. And he tells himself that a few times, but that's when he bursts mm-hmm. into the room and says, "I think it will matter. I think it will matter when yeah. I'm 38." Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I mean clearly. He's right because look at his mom. She's 38 and she's, yeah. you know, she had this fling with her first love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think she has probably thought about Graham before in the past and everything. And, you know, I think Oliver is 100% correct. So he then decides, you know, it's time to get Jordana back or at least tell her the truth yeah. and what's going on. And, and there's this very sweet moment where he's like, can we talk alone? And she's like, no, you have to say it in front of. Everybody and my boyfriend with the big long neck. I love the comment when he talks about the boy, the new boyfriend of Jordana um, with the big long neck. And he's like, just thinking about giraffes makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he finally tells her, like, what's all been going on with him and how he just needed to take care of his parents and everything at home. And that that's why he wasn't there for her. And, and then luckily you find out that uh, Jordana, her mom, Jude, she's fine. She's okay. Mm-hmm. She's doing all right. And... That was a big sigh of relief, too, because, you know, there is that scene where she's at the hospital calling Oliver over and over, and you just kind of expect the worst. Um, and, and you know, luckily, like, it's not the case, you know, and I'm glad, like, we get a happy ending for her parents and everything. So uh, that all kind of leads to him spilling his heart out to her. Um, but they don't end up back together right away. There's this beautiful moment. Um, he finds her on the beach with a new dog. Uh, hopefully that he will leave alone in the future <laughs> and everything. And um, he's just trying to, you know, make it up to her and trying to get back with her. And the first thing she says is like, I don't have a boyfriend. And that's kind of like his indicator. Like, okay, then I can keep talking and we can try this again. And and he's like, do you want to know how deep the ocean is? And she's like, no. And like, you know, and they're being cute with each other. And, and then uh, she's kind of like, all right, tell me. And then... You know, he tells her. And, no, she says, and go on, then tell just... me. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, they're like, they keep walking out like further and further into the water. And it's just this very sweet mm-hmm. scene. And, and they have definitely have reconnected by the end of this movie. Um, and uh, pile, pile Driver, driver Waltz, yeah. which... Yeah, which I just mentioned, that plays out uh, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know... Just a perfect way to end this movie. And do you, what struck me when I was watching that that final bit that you were just describing then was I don't think I was ever that brave in high school. Were you ever that brave in high school? Really? You know, to sort of like, he was just, no, I like you. And he was just exclaiming all of that in front of everyone. I, I really liked mm-hmm. how when it it was evident he was going to walk up to Jordana and, and tell her how he really felt. And like his mate, the bully, was just like, well, don't do it, mate. Don't do it. And and. Mm-hmm. All the people crowded round to watch them like it was some kind of viewing gallery. Um, and it's just that mm-hmm. playground, that playground uh, jungle environment. And you could just really, I could mm-hmm. just really feel it in that moment. I just, I don't think I was ever that brave. No way. 
I, I can think of one time, and this is such an embarrassing story. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. But I'm going to tell this story. It doesn't end well either, oh, by you. the way. Kind of similar to his first chat to Triana. But um, do you know what Sally or Sally Hawkins? Sa- <laughs> Sally Hawkins. We're going full circle. Sadie Hawkins. Do you know what Sadie Hawkins is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I was a sophomore in high school, I had a crush on a boy two grades above me. We went to the same church. I knew him pretty well. I knew his family. Um, I had a big crush on him. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I asked him to Sadie Hawkins. I don't know. I just saw him in the hallway one day and asked. And uh, he just was like, oh, I'll think about it. And then eventually just said no. <laughs> but, but that was, like, I think the bravest I had Guy's ever been brave. with a, a guy. And I was like, well, what? It's my turn to ask so i'll ask and and i just everybody had a crush on him and everybody was just like i can't believe you (laughs) asked him and i was like i know and it kind of reminds me of um you know in the fourth harry potter movie whenever the yule ball happens and like ron asks um flor delico to the dance and and jenny's like he he sort of screamed it at her like when he (laughs) asked her and that's like exactly how i felt in that moment but no i think like Lesson learned. I never did it again, by the way. I never asked anybody to Sadie Hawkins ever again after that. But, um, no, there's just what I loved about this movie is it just, it does show like how hard it is to be a teenager, how crazy life mm. is. Like everyone's like, oh, you're so young and you have all this like free time and blah, blah. But no, life is so stressful. Again, you have hormones going through the roof. You know, you're like falling in love for the first time, um, getting your heart broken for the first time. And you're old enough where you know when something's wrong at home. Um, you know, meanwhile, you've got all the schoolwork on top of everything else. Not that they ever really dive into that, but you know, there's just a lot going on in your life at that point. And I think this movie does, like, it, there were moments where it's just like he has, like, the weight of the world on his shoulders right now. Like, I feel so bad for this kid. Also, there were just so many times where I was like, somebody get this kid help for the love of God. Like, somebody. <laughs> Somebody get this kid to a but therapist. I, I thought he had quite a bit of insight into his own ways. Like he, he said, mm-hmm. some he, he said, oh, it's an aff- an affectation, but sometimes I just like to read the dictionary. <laughs> like he was, he was well aware. He was a lot of the time he was just doing things for the mm-hmm. sake of doing things. But yeah, yeah. I I just yeah. um well to to counter your story of bravery, my opposite story of lack of bravery. When I think when I was between the age of eleven and thirteen, I had a girlfriend and i never spoke to her once in those two years oh my yeah gosh. she never spoke to me it was a mutual lack of bravery so when you say girlfriend mm-hmm. what happened was we got each other presents at christmas and that was it so that yeah. that's my entire that is that is that is how brave i was at high school um so i just that that to me his him in that moment sort of exclaiming how he felt about her especially because he wasn't a cool kid and he wasn't a bully mm-hmm. he, he he was just just i don't know the weird kid in school a bit wasn't he mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so i don't know with the with the moments that with the bits of the film that didn't sit so well with you i don't know um there were some things like there's a lot of name calling in this and i think it's just a little bit outdated i mean but also that is reality though that's what kids call each other in school and you know it's not until later in life that you realize like oh these words have impact and we probably shouldn't be saying them, things like that. But it did kind of throw me off a little bit, the things they were calling each other. And I was like, holy moly. And then as I mentioned, I think earlier, there really is no closure for Zoe. And I I do feel bad. But again, that is just the reality of it. Like, this movie is so realistic. 
like that is what it is and it's it's so as i mentioned before like i've listened to the soundtrack so many times uh before watching this that i kind of had a different idea for how this movie would be um but so like the or i guess like the first time i watched it i was kind of like okay okay all right but then like the second time i watched it i really enjoyed it a lot more and you know i kind of like stopped thinking about the soundtrack so much see as richard (laughs) mentioned baggage with a song you already know and perceptions you already have with that song and um i don't regret i don't regret listening to that soundtrack ever in my life (laughs) um but I don't know. What do you think? Is there anything like you didn't like about the um, movie? I, I understand what you're saying about the name Colin, and uh, and I thought you mm-hmm. handled it pretty well when when you were describing the scenes. Um, I think it mm-hmm. is a very genuine representation of a British playground, school playground mm-hmm. at that time. You know, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it's it's realistic in, in that way. It if it, it, it doesn't feel good to hear those words, mm-hmm. but that. That is what that is what would have been said. That is what what would have been said. Um, yeah. I, 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 but overall, I was I loved this. I loved it. I really loved the film, and I think I loved I yeah. loved the setting, like the coastal <laughs> town in Wales that is half dystopian, half beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. probably yeah. probably a place where. In the summer, all the locals get fed up because the tourists come in and nobody can park their cars anywhere. <laughs> and there's a, a queue around the block for fish and chips. But, you know, that mm-hmm. type of place, um, I thought the actors were all amazing, um, especially mm-hmm. Jordana and Oliver. They were so good, their mm-hmm. relationship and the, the chemistry oh, yeah. that they had together. Um, and I thought there was a real genuine, I don't, it was a different, like we were saying, it's a different type of I don't know, reach to passage, coming of age type film where mm-hmm. it, where things were set up and you thought, oh, it's going to go cliche, but it never did. And, and it was, mm-hmm. and it felt, no. it felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I wish I'd watched it years ago, but I'm glad I didn't because I'm <laughs> getting to speak to you about it right now. I know. I, I'm so glad, like, you know, we, we both waited to watch this movie and like we, we kind of said it was just a happy accident and i think you're right though it is like very different from everything and i think that's the richard aspect of it like you know the little richard touch mm-hmm. of it all and and i really appreciate yeah. it and love that and i think for a first movie mm-hmm. this is phenomenal it's, for a first movie we, we yeah. kind of we kind of mentioned how it's a bit similar to four lines in one way in that like i hadn't seen either of them mm-hmm. i don't know why but that was again a first movie wasn't it by chris morris and yeah. um yeah. richard ayoade um was in has been in a chris morris tv show as well so there's mm-hmm. there's there mm-hmm. is these little these little things that are all over the show that we yeah. didn't even plan i uh just wanted to also mention um did you watch <laughs> is it just me i watched the whole credits because it was because my other my other favorite song on the soundtrack is called stuck on a puzzle um it's such a beautiful beautiful song i love it so much so Pile Driver Waltz played first in the credits and then Stuck on a Puzzle um, came on second. But the the second time it's played where it's like a quicker, it's very slow. It's the first song mm. in the movie and it's very slow. But uh, the second time is very quick and it, it's oh, it's so good. But did you watch the credits? Yes I no, did, no? but maybe not. You yeah, did? yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay, well, at, at the very end, yeah. um, Richard had a bunch of special thank yous. Oh, no, I didn't say go on. And uh, Chris O'Dowd was Oh, Chris O'Dowd. And I was, nice. Yeah. yeah, and I I just love that because he's you know well obviously for people who don't know like 
He's from the IT crowd mm-hmm. also. They are very good friends. Also. Who isn't friends? Let's meet Richard and be friends with him because this sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> Please. Please, Richard, are you listening? Like, we want to meet you. <laughs> we want to be on your travel show. Please Will you stop doing you. that now? Well, we'll get him back yeah. on it. That's the plan. Exactly. Okay. Right? Richard, you hearing this? This'll like this'll like, you know, spark the flame to start that show. <laughs> oh yeah. But no, I'm so yeah, glad. Me too. I'm, I'm really so glad. glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. I think you liked it, did and, you? Um, you liked it. I did. Yeah. I did. As I said, like the first time I did enjoy it, but it was like I had expectations because of the music. Mm-hmm. They were right, you know. Um but no, the second time it just, I did have so mm-hmm. much fun. And it is like a perfect cast, even freaking Graham. Yeah. And his haircut. <laughs> and it blew my mind when I found out um, Yasmin Page, who plays Jordana, is not even Welsh. That's an incredible Welsh accent. Oh, really? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, do you, um, go on. Do you think Ben Kingsley could have? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? God. We won't even, ta- sorry, we won't even bring up. up that I'm sorry, that abomination. I'm ruining the whole mood. <laughs> I'm of a so scouse sorry. accent. I... <laughs> <laughs> right, well, oh but that, that sees us out, Marcy. That is the end of our first mix, introduction mix. Yes. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing it with me. I think me. it was a perfect month. I think we learned a lot about each other and mission accomplished. Like, well dun, done, dun, us. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, mission accomplished. <laughs> and so. I thought you were going to start singing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If only I was that talented. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> so if people have been listening uh, and want to send any uh, emails in, any emithers, they can send them in to uh, pod at gmail.com. Maybe you want to tell us what you thought of a movie. Maybe you want to tell us about a mix that you've got an idea for. Maybe you want to ask Marcy about more stories of high school bravery. Um Oh my god! Because Please emails don't. <laughs> or VMs are gratefully accepted, and we've got an uh, Instagram account, the underscore movie mixtape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did I it. I did it. You, good job. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> so, um, should we tell them what next month? For is? sure. Should we? No, I guess we should say why we picked this theme next week but we can at least tell them what the theme is um let's do it you, okay you tell them okay you tell them so what it is. for the next okay. series of movies the next four movies the mixtape theme is japan japan, japan. and yes. i think i've got the first pick yes you do yes is mm-hmm. it yeah yes. okay yes yes you always go first yes it's thank you, you. um <laughs> so welcome. the film that i've picked is female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. I think it's 701. <laughs> Is it 701? Marcy, tell me. I don't know. It's your movie, not mine. Hey, that bit out. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So how am I supposed to know? <laughs> just edit that bit out. Just just make it sound like a, I, I was Ed- more professional Ed- than that. Yeah. So the movie is Female Prisoner number 701 Scorpion. So I've seen, so I've seen it before. I know you haven't. I have not. So that's what we're watching. Mm -hmm. That's my pick. And we've got some fun surprises next month as well. So really looking forward to that as well. I just said as well twice. Go me. Woo. But hey, we did it. We're done. Introduction month. Thank you all for listening. Very happy. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll see you in Japan. Yeah, we'll see you in Japan. Yeah. And I will see you soon, Dirk. Spell you later, Marcy.
<laughs> Bye. Bye. Sokanayu sokas. <laughs> <laughs>